3: Chat about this hour, including the ramp up with Iran, and also I've defeated Tom Emmer as Speaker of the House. But now, can we work our magic and get Jim Jordan as Speaker? That is the question. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. Our fourth and final hour on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Let's go right down to Citizens Bank Way for. My boys on the other side with Dan and Dorenzo. Gentlemen.
4: Richard, how you doing, man? I'm getting more excited now. The nerves have kind of worn off a tad, a tad. All uh, right. I just had Phil stop by. Phil Omquist, the producer here, stop by on the stream. YouTube.com slash at uh, and WPHT. A DJ as well. He's got his own music yeah. show, Phil. I think he'll be with you at some point this week, too. One of your guys are taking off. What, what are they doing, taking off the Which One of you two lazy
3: bums is taking off. It, that would be me. Unbelievable. <laughs> The work ethic around here.
4: <laughs> uh, but, Rich, we are live at Citizens Bank Way, man, and it is a blast. Uh, the crowd is starting to fill in now. Uh, you got the kids with the Ferris wheel across the way. I did it right this time. Look at that. Uh, some food down here. And, and one thing I noticed, Rich, is uh, uh, Anthony's uh, little uh, go-to, uh, you know, hipster donut place, Federal Donuts, made a random reappearance here. It's like they, they just came back <laughs> around for Game 7 or something
5: like that. They make good donuts. I don't care what you say. And they, they're I, I'd be happy. Happy if they were a sponsor to the other side. Just heads up.
3: Why don't you go work on that?
5: (laughs) That's not my job. Uh, They're sellout chicken.
3: That's what I call them.
5: Sellout a little bit. A little bit. But either way, we're down here. It's getting uh, even more packed. I think obviously yesterday was a little earlier, so people were out of work earlier tonight. They're finally filing in, and uh, the excitement's there. We're going to try to talk to a couple fans also between some of these breaks and see how everyone's feeling, see if the optimism's there, try to hype them up, tell them they got to stand up and, and, you know, get that energy up before the game tonight.
3: Good. I I agree with you 100%. All right, some other questions I have for you. First of all, let's go through the starting lineup tonight and uh, take me through it.
4: Yep, uh, leading off, you got Schwarber, followed by Turner, Harper, Bohm, Stott, Real Muto, Castellanos, Marsh, and Rojas. And if that sounds familiar, that's for good reason, because for the entire playoffs, we're rolling with the same lineup. Anthony, real quick. Actually, you know what, Rich, I want your opinion. Bohm, the pitcher, is uh, hitting fourth again uh, in, in the lineup. Where, what are your thoughts of uh, switching Bohm out of that fourth spot? They, Topper is staying consistent, doing the same lineup. Is that a bad idea? Henry? <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? Oh,
3: come
6: on, I'm like, Henry, I, I, always, I was trying to here. give you a question to hey, make it look go good. Ahead, let me go tell ahead. you how
3: this works, just to give everybody watching an analogy, and, and I hope you are streaming these guys on YouTube. They're great. This is like when Biden's doing a press conference. I've got a, literally a thing in my ear, and Henry's feeding me the answers. So this is exactly like a like a Joe Biden press conference. So let, let me rephrase. Ready? Go, my dad told me, Joey, what do you got? <laughs> We got a guy in fourth place. You don't take him out. Let him Can let we him call pitch. Mama Zioli? No, she has no idea. That's for sure.
4: All right, ask the question again. So, th- Should we
3: take Bohm out of the lineup is what he's wondering. I feel
4: like Regis Philbin on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire asking the phone friend the question again. <laughs> so, Henry, I'll go slower this time. Is it a bad idea for Topper to keep Bohm in the lineup where he is? He has the same lineup he's held all the playoffs. Uh, would you have moved Bohm out of that fourth spot? Oh.
6: Uh, no, I, I believe it's a vote of confidence in Alec Bohm that despite your struggles throughout these playoffs, throughout this series, that when the game, when we need you the most behind Harper and uh, Trey and all of them, that you're going to come up with the big hits. I think it's a big vote of confidence for him, and I think he'll respond to them.
4: I
3: agree, 100%. Okay. I couldn't have said just it making. better myself. <laughs>
6: Well done, Henry.
2: Thank you.
3: Thank you. <laughs> now the question is: should we take, uh, should we make Boehm Speaker of the House? While we're at it, what the heck?
4: I'm, I'm curious. Where you, do, you, do you have any preference? Is the Zoli show now leaning anywhere now that you, Jordan, you, you single-handedly with Donald Trump got uh, yeah. Emma removed and yeah. the uh, got Not, canceled? Now that I got Emma
3: out, the, the Zoli Army is now going to use our power to get Jordan back in. What
4: do you think? I love it. I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do you? Th- th- I, I don't want to go too far down this hole, but do you think uh, there can be some uh, you know rest in the house with Jordan coming back? Or is that yes. just going to lead to more turmoil? No, I
3: think it's going to bring everybody together. You know what's going to lead to turmoil, though, is what you just posted on social media. Pasta sauce out put? of a jar is underrated. And Yellowtail mm-hmm. Chardonnay ain't half bad either. Sounds like a Wednesday night for Maisie and me. Big Dan Baroski. Dan, why do you do this
4: to me? <laughs> well, I, 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 swear to God, <laughs> I swear to God, tonight, after this, I'm going home. Maisie's Macy, boiling up some pasta. We're putting some Classico jarred sauce in there. We're having some Yellowtail Chardonnay. I cannot believe that guy he put that in the chat because that is a standard weeknight. night me. amazing. <laughs> I, I, it's totally, what do you think? I'm going to milk a tomato for a, a sauce? It's not that you just, need,
5: you just need canned crushed tomatoes and fresh do you? Do you guys, basil. Like, it, and I use tomatoes. Paste, olive oil, crushed tomatoes. So rich. Basil, Mama's the
4: only once a salt, year, pepper. Makes a big jar, and then what? She freezes it for all of you for the rest of the year. It's not that hard.
5: You. It's not that different from the jar. You just are using fresh ingredients all instead right, of I, having a preservative jar. Correct. That is sitting in your in your. Cupboard. You,
4: know what, you want to
3: Great. It takes it takes ten minutes to make a nice pomodoro, <laughs> and it'll, it'll taste so much better.
4: You need a little a little
3: olive oil, and you need to just get a yeah, can. it. Nice... I
4: should have said garlic. Listen to me. Yeah. Cent... I can make a killer carbonar. I can tell you that. Can
3: I tell you how to do this? You get cento tomatoes, the San Marzano's, <laughs> a little cento olive oil,
4: yeah. some garlic
3: okay. in there, sliced nice and thin, like, like the way they do it in Goodfellas, like with a razor, yeah. okay? <laughs> yes. With the cento tomatoes yes. in there, and then a little salt, a little pepper, all right, let it do
5: its thing, and you're
3: good. You're done. Sounds
5: like heartburn. <laughs> well, I think the jarred one is worse than that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I guess it is the same stuff, right?
3: <laughs> you got to cut the garlic nice and thin, though. Nice and thin. There a little basil in there. you would be good to go. Trust me on this, all right? But you got to use the Cento San Marzano tomatoes. Use the San Marzano's. They're the best. Okay. All
4: right? I'll do that.
3: You're yeah. welcome.
4: At least I can do uh, that. You got some people on uh, YouTube. Jeff now says, Dan, the sauce in a jar is 100% fugazi. It's a so. total fugazi.
3: Yeah. Where's my fugazi line?
4: I, I was told by a chef though that it's perfectly acceptable How do you know it's to you. A fugazi. We looked at it for <laughs> two seconds. Was a fake. <laughs> yeah, I know what a fugazi. Is. Yes. I was told by a chef that it's perfectly okay to, you know, fry up to saute some onions and peppers and then some, you know, Italian sausage, then jump a jar of the sauce on there and then you got some meat sauce
3: anyways good talking to you guys let's have a uh, uh, you know what you, you i I'll don't tell you endorse what. it I'll, I'll stick to food you stick to sports okay Borowski, <laughs> all right
4: all right, all right? i could do both you are aware that i eat a lunchable for lunch every day yeah, right I know, like and i'm starving lunchable? none of
3: us eat i can't eat when i'm doing the show so i'm starving uh I'm all right hungry, pitching too. talk to me about pitching we got um what do we got
5: Ranger Suarez for the Phillies tonight and I mean Ranger Suarez is absolutely lights out in his postseason career with the lowest ERA legitimately of all time through five starts I think Phillies fans as much as he isn't uh, our number one starter the way that Wheeler is uh, Phillies fans can only be positive at this point really looking at Suarez at the mound and there is a chance say he struggles there that uh, Suarez may get he may get relieved by Wheeler if we need it. So okay. So, we'll see how that goes tonight.
4: I'm it's not. Kind of move that like a smart move though to. Well, beat, Nola would beat, then beat pitch, beat the pitch Game One. Okay. okay. Empty the tank. Which I
5: guess you know we could have that discussion Empty later. That people it, are worried.
4: Leave nothing. I think it's all Wheeler. Can only pitch once though, right, in the World Series.
5: Well, it doesn't matter anymore. It's Game Seven. You can use your entire True. staff until you know it's well, over. So. Plus, you got a we'll three see. days
6: rest after this too.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. true.
3: I say you leave nothing in the locker room tonight. Am I right, boys? Let it all out.
4: Yeah, let it rip. Let I mean, it rip. Suarez,
5: .94 ERA. I'm pretty confident. Hopefully we don't need Wheeler. We'll see.
3: What about the guy with the weird stance that everybody was talking about? They didn't like him. They booed him last night.
5: Oh, God. Who was that last night? On the, on, the You're talking about Arizona, right? No, no,
3: no. On the Phillies, the closer that everybody was booing Kimbrel.
5: Oh, Kimbrel. Kimbrel. Yeah. yeah, the guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the one-armed okay, man. Okay. Yeah.
4: Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, he actually
5: did solid last night. He did better than everyone would have expected, I would say. He did better than some of our relievers. So <laughs> he's, he's not
3: playing tonight, right? There's no chance he's coming out?
5: I would doubt it. Right? I, our bullpen's killed right now. I, I think they're going to rest. I what think would, the Parker rubs and booze if the
4: topper sends him out.
6: Yeah. I, I think there's a good shot. He does come out. Really? Yeah. All right. Look, eight. it's the same thing with Bohm batting fourth. It's a vote of confidence. This this guy was your closer pretty much all year. I don't think you turn away from him now, even though he struggled a little bit.
4: Okay. All right. Well, that, that's the official ruling on the field then. What about uh, the other side? Sorry. Just uh, on the other mound, you got fought. But Bar. it looks like fat. Bar. I wanted your commentary, Rich, on this guy's <laughs> last name. P F A A D T. Imagine growing up with that in elementary school. It'd be awesome. <laughs> it's fat, yo. Fat. What up, fatty? Hey.
3: <laughs> That'd be rough. Uh, so, talk to me about uh, the 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 feeling of the fans because I'm I'm interested now. When you watch people go by you, and there's a ton of people going by in Citizens Bank Way, do you? What are you sensing? Excitement? Anxiety? Is it a mix? What are you feeling?
5: I would say a little bit of a mix. I I think more people are excited than not. People are over at the dance floor now kind of uh, getting a little liquid confidence finally too. So we'll see how that goes. But either way, uh, I know people have their nerves up, like Dan was telling me earlier. But I think the closer we get to game time, the closer that it feels real and, and, you
4: know, people. I think the best way to describe it is there's a lot of, you know, the middle-aged woman with the arms over her head going, (laughs) Just walking around and being excited <laughs> before these other games. This time around, you don't have that. There's not that like uh, extreme confidence of we're playing a home game, we're undefeated in, a, you know, Citizens Bank Park going into it. Nope, that's not true anymore. You yeah. know, we now have the yeah. loss, and people are nervous. We we we're exposed to a degree. Where there's there's a part of us that uh you know could falter and we could lose. And I, I hate to say that, man. I
5: mean, most word, of us didn't think we'd get here, but at the same time, it is the National League Championship Series. These are the best teams in baseball. It Comes down to this in the biggest moments, and the Phillies just have to figure it out.
3: Now, this is game seven, obviously, and, and this is going to be a lot of this tonight is going to be made up by the decisions from the manager. So, given that, which manager do you think has the advantage tonight?
4: Uh, I mean, I, I think Topper. Yeah. Me personally. And the reason I say that is uh, I, I was unsure about him. There was a move last time, Ranger. Ra- Ranger was in tears at one point during the playoffs because he disagreed with Topper's decision to pull him uh, because he, he thought he still had the juice. He thought he could still go. Uh, I, I think he brought in Strom at that point or something, or, yeah. or maybe it was uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff Hoffman, not Trevor Hoffman. Uh, and. and Ever since then, I was I, I, I second-guessed him once during the playoffs, and then they, they won the game. So I've been thinking, I, I trust the guy wholeheartedly. I, a guy that was replaced halfway through last season, he's really shown to be one heck of a manager.
5: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, obviously, the Diamondbacks did a great job of getting into the Phillies' heads, I think including our manager last night, and, and at bat, you saw it, like I was pointing out earlier, but... Same time, Game 7 at home. We haven't had a Game 7 here ever, so, yeah. To your point earlier, you better be standing and screaming in there the entire time. Unless you have to, you know, go to the bathroom, whatever you got to do. But other than that, I I don't even know if food's appropriate tonight at your seat. If you're going to eat, go in early, eat before, go to your seat after.
3: I think Start I think. Screaming. Actually I would go so far as to say if, if you gotta go to the bathroom You pull a bite And you go right in your pants Right there <laughs> You don't leave That's my opinion uh, hey, wait, hey Rich What did you, you know say? I... Well go ahead what? Do, you,
4: do you know who Chris Mad Dog Russo is Of course the, I do One of the guy? great sports talk ho- hosts ever so what do you say? If the Diamondbacks win tonight, he's going to retire? Yeah, he says if the Diamondbacks beat the Phillies,
5: he's going to retire from uh, sports radio. But then he clarified and said he's not going to retire from first taking ESPN, but over retire from Sirius XM. That's what he's claiming, as of now.
3: All right. Well, listen, uh, got a, he's got a lot riding on that. I guess I would. I mean, I wouldn't bet my career. I on just this put it game, out there. But... Is there any kind
4: of declarations that Rich The wants to make about the game tonight?
3: Well, I was going to say if Tom ever became speaker, I would retire. But I don't have to because I defeated him as speaker, Yay! baby. Woo! All right. Now, here's the other question I have for you guys tonight. As you're thinking about all of this, and you're and you're you're thinking about the fact that you said Phillies have never had a game seven at home ever. Well, ever, ever.
5: ever. Yeah, I mean, we've never had one Since even away. Since 1883,
3: so. we've never had a game seven at home.
5: Yes, yeah, so we have not the organization wow. the Phillies hasn't the I mean when we had the Philadelphia Athletics they had but that's they're in Oakland now so that's a different franchise but yes this is the first Phillies game 7 ever and not just at home just in, in Ever, general. yeah ever yeah
3: oh okay so so you you we're not going back from the start of the Philadelphia baseball club we're going back from the Phillies then
5: yeah right, fair they, enough. yeah 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 it's still, it's still like a hundred something years. Yeah. It's still eighteen eighty three. Right. Yeah, I mean they coexisted for a bit before the athletics moved. So
3: See that? I knew that. Look at me. I
5: knew that. Some inside baseball.
3: Uh, Literally inside
5: baseball. Well,
3: it sounds like you guys are having fun. I'm jealous. Now, if we do, if, I don't want to jinx it, but if we do make it to the World Series, I assume we're going to do this again? We're going to do this whole thing?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll be out here at YouTube.com slash at 12 and Rich. Every home playoff game, including in the World Series, coming up, we will be out here live. So if you're thinking about coming to the game or, you know, if you just want a great environment to watch the game, come down here, catch the live band early watch the big screen and then head over to Xfinity Live watch it in there it's just an awesome environment to be down here in South Philly and just feel the camaraderie that comes with uh, Red October Rich if we win tonight parade is tomorrow right
5: uh, if we win tonight, people are going to storm the street tonight, and then there is no parade until we win the World Series.
3: Okay. All right. Now, so, yeah. I don't want to jinx anything, so we won't get ahead of ourselves, because we talked about Greece in the polls last night, and that kind of came back to bite us. So yeah, let me yeah. let me just say this, and I'll, and I'll leave it at this, and I think you guys will agree with me. Can we keep Taylor Swift far away from Citizens Bank Park? <laughs>
5: far far I think away th- as possible. I, I, I think they were waiting for next round, so we'll see. Don't hold your breath like you were just saying, but we'll see. Maybe. I don't know. That could be a reality, and, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Are we
3: worried that she's going to show up tonight with Kelsey?
5: I mean, Jason's been here multiple times. And actually, Travis was here, I believe that was last round with the Braves. So, I don't know. If she's going to be here, I would assume it would be next round. She's not. Well,
4: I would think the move would be after Monday Night Football, dude.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Her doing that stupid little
3: high five she was doing with, uh, what's her name?
5: Brittany (laughs) Mahomes. Right. Yeah. Leave Brittany alone. Really?
3: Oh, oh. <laughs> really? That's the nerve there with Dorenzo. Look at that! Wow, well, right.
5: that, That's what Mary said a, to well, me you yesterday. got a Swifty
4: here <laughs> by uh, proxy. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: My girlfriend's obsessed with Taylor Swift, so I I see all these updates immediately live. Like she thinks watching football is just you know turning on TMZ at this point. So
6: <laughs> she's killing the, the sports. Can I, can I say? Yeah. yeah. You sure can. I'm just saying, Taylor Swift. She sang the national anthem back in 2008 during the World Series. And the Phillies won. Then I'm just saying Taylor yeah. Swift in the buildings. Yeah. Not bring her back. Bring her back. Idea. All right. This time around bring her, at her at back.
3: Least. All right. That's it. There you go. I was about to say she's a Yoko Ono of sports, but <laughs> Henry
5: just. There you go. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. Let's put this one out here. Don't bring Jill Biden. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Do
3: not bring Jill Biden anywhere near the building. Keep her away. Even
5: though she's a fellow Golden Ram as I am, it's just come on. No, enough.
3: keep Doctor Jill Biden. You have to say that by law. Keep her
4: far away from the building.
5: <laughs> so they actually asked her what her baseball walk-up song would
4: be. Oh yeah, the Inquirer asked she, she, her what her walk-up she, song she, would be. She gave a song by BB Rexa and David Gita. It's not, not what I would expect you know from Joe Biden. You know the song that she, she would. It's use. I'm Good Blue. Oh, it's the blue. I'm a indeed It's the remix to I'm Blue. Oh, oh I get my it now God. Because oh. I'm blue. She's a Democrat. Okay. Are you kidding me? So she had to bring
5: politics into it, in other words. This is ridiculous. Yeah, it's. Awful. I mean, I sent this article to you. I didn't think it was that bad. Jeez.
4: No, this is terrible. I, I just got it. All right, oh, well. my
5: God. Of course, Josh Shapiro answered it, too. The Fighter by Gym Class Heroes. My my would, what
3: would your walk-up uh, song be, worst? Lorenzo? What would it be?
5: What would my walk-up song be? Oh, that is a good question. All it's right, the you final think about it. Countdown. I'll come back
3: to you guys before the show's over. Think about it. I want e- each of you to tell me what your walk-up song would be. I love it. I'll tell you what my walk-up song would be, and it's gonna and it's gonna
4: blow you away. And YouTube chat, youtube.com slash at 12 wph I'm going to put it up right now. I want to know what your welcome song would be out there as well, or what you think Rich's welcome song song would be. I'd love to hear that. <laughs> that may be funny to see.
3: All right. Keep it tuned to the other side with Dan and Dorenzo, and the we'll, boys will talk soon. And uh, thank you very much. Go Phils. F- go Phils. Eight five five eight three right. When I get back, a lot more audio from Kirby today about Iran. Kareem Jean-Pierre opens the briefing with moral clarity. And uh, the question is, just how corrupt is Joe Biden? Well, James Comer has an answer for you, and I think you're going to want to hear this. So don't go away. But first, let me tell you about what am I telling you about, Henry? What who am I talking about? You don't have to tell about anybody. I'm done. I'm good. Look at that. Boom. So what I'll do is I'll take a quick break and then we'll come right back. And you're going to want to hear what the House Oversight Committee Chairman James James Comer has to say about Biden's sleazy corruption. Don't go away.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can
2: The only show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app.
3: All right. So, Emmer is out as speaker uh, because of us and our hard work. Uh, Of course, they do need a speaker. Hopefully, Jim Jordan will make it. I, I would not be surprised if they rally around him now at this point. I think the conservatives have shown the moderates. You guys just don't get to call the shots here anymore, which is good. Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer. Talking about Joe Biden and the influence peddling that's going on in everything that's happening here, cut two.
6: Yes, we've already called for the president uh, to release the terms of the so called loan that he apparently claims he made to his brother. But look, whether or not he made a loan is irrelevant. What matters is Joe Biden benefited to the tune of $200,000 from this. Either he made a loan to his brother like they claim, which I don't believe, but let's say they pull something out of their rear end, John, and say they've made a loan to his brother for $200,000. His brother could not have paid that loan back without influence peddling the company That's AmeriCorps right. Health out of $200,000. We have Jim Biden's bank records, and I can say with 100% confident that uh, he had very little money in that checking account for for a long time. And the only way he could have paid that back was with that $200,000 payment. So either Joe Biden was paid $200,000 as part of the influence peddling scheme, payback, kickback, dividend, whatever you want to call it, or Joe Biden actually made a loan to his brother. And because his brother influence peddled AmeriCorps Health, he paid him back $200,000. So either Joe Biden made $200,000 or he didn't lose $200,000. Either way, Joe Biden's $200,000 better off today because of his family's influence peddling scheme. And like everything else, John, we know that Joe Biden met the CEO of AmeriCorps Health. We know that Jim Biden uh, made a pitch to AmeriCorps Health that he could help them get all sorts of money from the Middle East through his brother's contacts in the Middle East. This is classic influence peddling one-on-one, and Joe Biden, as, uh, as is always the case, was front and center in this. But this time, we have the hard evidence that he benefited to the tune of $200,000. Well,
3: there you go. They have the evidence. And that's good. That's really, really important. Now, I always tell you that the First Amendment is under attack in this country. It's under attack by this administration, this weaponized Department of Justice. And uh, starting today, there's a guy you may have ho- heard of named Owen Schroyer. He has been ordered to report to federal prison tomorrow, starting tomorrow. He's an InfoWars host. That's uh, Alex Jones's uh, station or his venture. His name is Owen Schroyer. He was sentenced last month to 60 days in prison in relation to events of January 6, 2021, despite not having entered the Capitol building on that fateful day. He has been ordered by the federal government to turn himself over to federal prison tomorrow on Tuesday. He said, uh, Owen Schroyer here, and I'm about to turn myself in to be a speech prisoner in Biden's America. We began in a video we posted to address the situation. He said, unfortunately, we knew that things would get this bad. Unfortunately, we knew the Democrats were this corrupt. Now I have to hit the front lines and be a speech prisoner in Biden's America. I'm going to share that video with you in just a moment. But I wanted to also let you know, in the midst of all this, there's some breaking news around uh, Mark Meadows' role in all of this. And I'm going to tell you about that. Matt, I'm just going to send you that clip real quick. Um, so the breaking news that just came out a few moments ago is that the former White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, has been granted immunity by Special Counsel Jack Smith to testify against former President Donald Trump. That breaking news just happened a moment, a moment ago. And this is um, not surprising to me, in the least, actually, that they're doing this. But let me share the news. It just broke, like I said, a few moments ago, 6-11 p.m. As a matter of fact, ex-Chief of Staff Mark Meadows was grant, is granted immunity, tells special counsel he warned Trump about 2020 claims. Meadows said Trump was dishonest on election night. Who cares? You're allowed to be dishonest. You're allowed to lie and say you won the election. The Democrats have been doing this for years. How is Hillary Clinton out on the street walking free if this is a crime? Explain this to me. I don't understand this. Former President Donald Trump's uh, final chief of staff in the White House, Mark Meadows, has spoken with special counsel Jack Smith's team at least three times this year, including once before a federal grand jury, which came only after Smith granted Meadows immunity to testify under oath, according to sources familiar with the matter. The sources said Meadows informed Smith's team that he repeatedly told Trump in the weeks after the 2020 presidential election that the allegations of significant voting fraud coming to them were baseless, A striking break from Trump's prolific rhetoric regarding the election. So what? You're allowed to make baseless claims in politics. People do it all the freaking time. It's done literally every day by politicians in this country. Where is the crime here? What crime was committed? According to the sources, Meadows also told the federal investigators Trump was being dishonest with the public when he first claimed to have won the election only hours after the polls closed. Oh, my God. A politician lied. Whoa, whoa. So now we send them to prison over this. Is that what we do? So good. Now, every politician who's ever lied before, who so can go to jail, we will send them to prison. It was a good, good, uh, Congratulations to the big prison industrial complex. You're about to get very, 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 very rich, even richer than you are now. According to the sources, Meadows also told the federal investigators Trump was, obviously we didn't win, a source quoted Meadows was telling Smith's team in hindsight. Trump has called Meadows one of the former president's closest and highest-ranking aides in the White House, a special friend and a great chief of staff, as good as it gets. Well, now you have this. Now you have Meadows flipping. You've got um, Jenna Ellis flipping. You have got Sidney Powell flipping. But but I still don't know where the crime is. Where's the crime? Donald Trump told people he won the election. Donald Trump claimed there was fraud. Literally, the Democrats are out on the streets walking free today. Why is Hillary Clinton a free person? today, right now in America, if this is a crime. Because to this day, she still thinks that Russia stole the election from her. To this day, she thinks she won and Russia rigged the election. They, to this day, they still all say these things. It's, unbe- it's unbelievable. Um, Matt DeSantis, if you have that clip from the uh, InfoWars guy, uh, let's take a listen.
7: Owen Schroyer here, and I am about to turn myself in to be a speech prisoner in Biden's America. Unfortunately, we knew that things would get this bad. Unfortunately, we knew the Democrats were this corrupt. And now I have to hit the front lines and be a speech prisoner in Biden's America. And as I go, I am currently involved in litigation to try to get my original Twitter account back at all I do is Owen, where I had over 300,000 followers, but I've been censored there for years. So in the meantime, while I'm away, I've launched this Twitter account at Owen 1776 it's actually run by a media team it's not run by me but my media team who will be giving you updates while I'm incarcerated daily updates while I'm incarcerated sharing old video clips new video clips and as well as phone audio recordings and maybe even live recordings while I'm away so please follow this account at Owen 1776 for updates while I'm away and spread this video far and wide to let others know hey Owen Schroer is back on Twitter right here at Owen 1776 and that year 1776 is extremely important not just because it was the founding year of our country but the US government is arguing that it's illegal for me to say 1776 in Washington, D.C. Don't believe me? Check the U.S. government sentencing memo for yourself. They said that me chanting 1776 in Washington, D.C. is worthy of 60 days in prison. So, it's Owen Schroyer, 1776. Please share this video. Let people know I'm back on Twitter and follow this account for updates while I'm away. Godspeed and God bless.
3: Vivek Ramaswamy put out something about this today. He said, uh, Owen Schroer was sentenced to prison for speech, not violence, on January 6th for marching around the Capitol using a bullhorn and shouting things like 1776. No violence. Didn't enter the Capitol. That's it. The DOJ used evidence provided by the FBI to pursue this man and countless others. There is no greater threat to the First Amendment than the use of police power to silence political dissent. I've said it for months. On day one, I will pardon all nonviolent January 6th protesters and political prisoners. And uh, Schroyer put out a very special thank you to Vivek Ramaswamy for bringing awareness to this. And they're, and they're trending. He's trending nationally on Twitter about this. <clears throat> uh, it, it's outrageous. I mean, it's just outrageous. He's now inmate number 05937 for his political speech and shouting 1776. This country, uh, this is, he's not the only one who's going to go to prison over this for, for doing nothing other than speaking. Never even enter the Capitol building. Can't even charge him with trespassing. Can't even charge him with trespassing. This is the United States of America right now. And now I got all these people flipping on Trump. And it's really because the government knows how to intimidate people. And people are afraid of going to jail. They're afraid of going to prison. They're very afraid of it. They're very afraid of it. I understand. I mean, sure, it's not a fun place. but. This is where we are. I give this guy credit for, you know, being a man about it. He didn't do anything wrong. He doesn't deserve this. They're, they're arguing that by him chanting 1776, that was inciting people to uh, storm the Capitol building. How? Why? People made their own decisions that day. Whatever decisions were made, if they did it because he was chanting 1776, well, that's, a, that's, that's on them. That's no different than if a politician's standing up there and chanting, take back our country. We got to take our country back. We got to save our country. We got to take our country back. It's all these it's, it's political speech. It's hyperbole. It's hyperbolic. It's what we do in politics. Uh, and now you got Jenna Ellis. I played this earlier, but Jenna Ellis crying, pleading guilty in court. It's worth playing again for you. Cut number one, Matt.
0: As an attorney who is also a Christian, I take my responsibilities as a lawyer very seriously, and I endeavor to be a person of sound moral and ethical character in all of my dealings. <laughs> In the wake of the 2020 presidential election, I believed that challenging the results on behalf of President Trump should be pursued in a just and legal way. I endeavored to represent my client to the best of my ability. I relied on others, including lawyers with many more years of experience than I, to provide me with true and reliable information, especially since my role involved speaking to the media and to legislators in various states. What I did not do, but should have done, Your Honor, was to make sure that the facts the other lawyers alleged to be true were in fact true. In the frenetic pace of attempting to raise challenges to the election in several states, including Georgia, I failed to do my due diligence. I believe in and I value election integrity. If I knew then what I know now, I would have declined to represent Donald Trump in these post-election challenges. I look back on this whole experience with deep remorse. For those failures of mine, Your Honor, I have taken responsibility already before the Colorado bar who censured me. And I now take responsibility before this court and apologize to the people of Georgia. Thank you.
3: There you go. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Another flip here. What was the crime? What was the crime that was committed? What was the crime? Saying you think the election was stolen is not a crime. It's free speech, it's freedom of speech. Why is Jimmy Carter not in prison? Jimmy Carter said the Russians stole the election. Donald Trump's an illegitimate president. Why isn't he in prison? Uh, it's, uh, this, this, what's happening in our country is truly terrifying. That's why we need a Speaker of the House like Jim Jordan who's going to go in there and go up against these guys for the weaponization of government. That's what needs to happen here. That's what needs to happen. All right, take a quick break, come back, and uh, don't go away. Thanks for
2: listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app.
3: All right. So in a few minutes, we'll turn it over to our buddies at the ballpark. But um, just, I just saw this. Uh, this is another thing that's coming out here. Uh, Julie Kelly on Twitter. She's great. You should definitely follow her. Um, but Julie Kelly pointed out that uh, uh, regarding this, the whole January sixth thing and the special counsel Jack Smith and and all the issues around Mark Meadows. I don't. I don't know exactly. Where all this goes from here, but it seems like what they're doing now is they're realizing that they don't have any charges to actually use against people when they were inside the building as the footage is coming out. You see, this is why releasing the Capitol footage is so important. Jim Jordan, Byron Donalds, they've, these guys have vowed they will release every second of the January 6th footage. You have not seen every second of it. And it's important to do that because there's a handful of people who broke some laws that day. I mean, out. In my opinion, trespassing in a federal building, it's a public building. I, It's supposed to be the people's house. I still have a hard time with that, to be honest with you, reckoning that idea of trespassing in the people's house, the Capitol building. But there are people that broke things and committed damage. And But when you see the videos come out, you realize that the people in there really didn't do anything wrong. I'm There's a handful that did, obviously. We're not talking about those people. And the problem is that the narrative, the high holy day of the left, J6, is their high holy day. So you get people like this Orrin Schreier guy who's going to jail now for speech. The be- what needs to happen here is you need to release every second of this so that people can see what the government is doing. And the more that the government keeps this stuff secret, the more than people believe that there was an insurrection against the United States of America. There was not an insurrection against the United States of America. Trump last night filed a motion to dismiss Jack Smith's election January 6th indictment citing First Amendment and double jeopardy risk since he was impeached on the matter. And this is what he put in the brief. Many millions of reasonable people believe that the 2020 presidential election was unfairly rigged against President Trump and that fraud and other irregularities tainted the election results. There is abundant public evidence providing a reasonable basis for these opinions let me just jump in there not it amazing that you have to now in this country in the united states of america provide evidence for your opinion on things but again in a government that wants to control speech where the government wants to control truth and a government that wants to control speech so that you don't have the ability to argue with them on climate change on a six-year-old being transgender you can't argue with them on covid19 coming from a Wuhan wet market and undercooked bat burger. You can't argue with them on masks. You can't argue with them on vaccine. You can't argue with them. It's their way. They decide. Period. So now to speak, you'll be charged unless you can now show abundant public evidence providing a reasonable basis for opinions in the United States of America. You, You shouldn't have to. I mean, you should be allowed to say crazy things. You shouldn't have to provide evidence proving it. I mean, look, there are millions of Americans who do believe the election was rigged against President Trump, but that's irrelevant. You should just be allowed to say that, like Hillary Clinton is allowed to say that the Russians stole the election from her. Like all these Democrats who are walking free, all of them. Election denier, you realize that the House Democrat majority guy, Hakeem Jeffries, is an election denier? He was out there in 2016 saying Donald Trump did not win the election. The Russians stole the election. Do you know that? What's his name? Jamie Raskin. That's slimeball who led the impeachment against President Trump. That guy was trying to object to the election results in 2017, saying Trump was an illegitimately elected president because of Russia's involvement. How come these guys are not in prison? They're allowed to say whatever they want with impunity. They don't have to, they don't have to back it up with abundant public evidence. But I digress. Many millions of reasonable people believe that the 2020 presidential election was unfairly rigged against President Trump and that fraud and other irregularities tainted the election results. There is abundant public evidence providing a reasonable basis for these opinions. What is critical is how one interprets the evidence. It just depends on one's deep-seated political views, including one's trust in government institutions and government officials, among others. Different people will draw different inferences from such public evidence based on their deep-seated political views. And that is exactly what the First Amendment permits, even celebrates. And I would go a step further and I would say it is the highest level of protected speech, political speech, especially if you come out and you say that your government is wrong. And that's what they're prosecuting him for. It's what they're, that's what they're sending this Owen Schreier guy to prison for, for saying 1776? The guy's going to prison for that? The hell is this? How is this America? How do we live in America right now? Right now I'm fired up. Now I got to go back to the other side. I got to go back to the game. The Phillies better win this game. I started the show happy because I defeated Tom Emmer as Speaker. I did. I did that. And tonight we're going to defeat. We're going to. We're going to defeat the d bags once and for all. Dorenzo, Dan, gentlemen.
5: What's up, Rich? We are live down here at Citizens Backway. The block party is going all the way up till pitch. People are starting to file into the stadium right, now. Hang on get a some second. Food. I'm going to
3: turn it over to you in just a minute. But first, I want you to yeah. hear the song that I would play as my walk-on song.
5: Ooh. All
3: right. Here we go. If I'm playing tonight, this is the song I'm coming out to. Here we go. Yeah.
5: That's, That's right. a good one.
3: You streaming this on YouTube, baby? You see this? There we go. Come on. And maybe just because Iron Man also came out to this in Iron Man Part 2, maybe it's also why yeah. I want to maybe yeah. also use this. But come on, how how fired up would you be walking out to the mound on this, right? Right?
5: That's and a really good the theme. P- I like the old throwbacks like that because uh, Schwarber, he always uses cult of personality. I yeah. think that really, that always pops. I like that a lot. I was saying, um, I think I might go like either final countdown. That's a little dramatic. Or, uh, I think, just some classic Led Zeppelin. Like, look at what Chase Utley did. Cashmere. I know it's so classic, but right. I just think to the same point of what the ACDC, It's you can't really go wrong with that. All right. Well, let me turn
3: it over to you guys to take us home tonight. Go, Phil's Before you go,
4: Rich, yes. one more thing. I'm sorry. Karen okay. says, I nominate Rich Zioli for speaker. We told you that Chris <laughs> Maddor Russo has pledged to retire from his show if, uh, if the Phillies lose tonight. So, if the Phillies win tonight, Rich, would you say that you might retire to run for house speaker of uh, congress well i don't have to the retire i don't have congress. to be a member of congress to be speaker
3: that's what i'm saying so <laughs> if i if i am could you do chosen, both, do you I think you be can speaker do both? of the house Sure, I'll be a talk show host and be speaker. Why not? I could do both. <laughs>
4: I'm, I'm just saying there are two guys, you know, that could uh, fill some time uh, if, if you need some breaks. Just, just, just put that out there. I see what you did there. Very smart.
3: But well, let these two guys take you to the end here. It is The Other Side with Dan and Durenzo. Listen, gentlemen, go Phils. Great job. And
4: bring us home, boys. Let's yes, go. Sir. Yeah. Let's go fightins. Welcome into the other side. Dan Borowski here, live from the ballpark, outside on Citizens Bankway. And Anthony, uh, as there is every home playoff game, a pregame block party that uh, you can see, youtube.com slash at 12th and WPHT. The crowd has really grown, and now you have the middle-aged women waving their hands over their arms, or their arms over their heads, and uh, that that raw excitement seems to be back, huh? Yeah,
5: I think they've had enough beers now. Is that what it is? Maybe so, maybe so. The music's getting piped up a little bit more. Uh, I think they're going to be giving away some uh, t-shirts and all that on stage, so if you're down near the block party, get down here. There's still some time
4: uh, before everyone files into the ballpark. Uh, it's one of those things that even if you don't have tickets, I keep saying, it, it's worth coming down here. I, I, I would say come down. Come down next round. If you're listening in the
5: car, driving around right now, definitely get down here next round. Just feel the excitement. Feel the city. I mean, Come on, you, you got to get down here and experience it a little bit if we're going to go on this amazing run. I'd
4: like to issue a public apology to that very nice woman who came up while we were streaming. And, uh, sh- you know, <laughs> yeah, we need an on-air sign. We need an on-air
5: sign. Uh, uh, I mean, honestly, let's just start like using the mic and be like, hey. Uh,
4: when we come back after the break here, uh, we'll give you the starting lineups uh, for the game tonight. But you've got Suarez on the mound for the Phillies. You've got uh, Fott over there for the Diamondbacks. <laughs> Uh, Suarez, man, I, I'm pretty confident in him at this point. What is he, 3-0? What's his ERA?
5: Yeah, it's pl- literally .94, wow. which is uh, it's a little concerning. I mean, we were saying the same thing about Nola last night and how he has such a low ERA and that, uh, you know, to an extent backfired. But Ranger, uh, you know, arguably the Braves lineup is – quote unquote more powerful than the lineup of Arizona and uh, he did a great job against the Braves so let's hope he can keep up that momentum and kind of you know use that as his confidence.
4: I'm Dan Borowski he's Anthony Dorenzo we are live at the ballpark Citizens Bank way as we are before every Phillies game we'll take you right up to Mark Levin but we're going to step aside for a break real quick be right back after the break Rich Scioli weekday
2: afternoons 3-7 talk radio twelve ten. WPHT and on the free Odyssey app